Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Derek. Welcome to the summertime. With me today is the only summertime backpacker unable to balance on one foot for more than about mm. 10 seconds. Carl, Carl Mandrioli. Yes. Here he is. Yes. Way to give away something in our episode. I like that. That was very, very nice. Yeah. We're, yeah. It's truth. Yeah. Truth kind of be like told. a time traveling statement right there. Mm. With me today mm. is Derek Somerville, a man who thinks the land down under is an intricate cave system filled with dwarves and fairies. It is. Mm. What are you talking about? Yeah. Have you been down there? Because I have. I have a follow-up question for you about that, actually. All right. But here's my criteria for this question is okay. you got to just answer yes or no. I don't want to hear. Uh, any... It feels like a trap. It, it feels like a trap. No, no, no. If you want to if you want to explain, if you want to be like, here's why I said such and such, we can save that for the end of the episode. I'll give you some explanation time during tidbits, okay? <laughs> but just yes or no. Just yes or no. I'll play along with your trap. Okay, yes or no. Just you want to make it known that I know this is a trap. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yes or no. You've seen lots of fairies on backpacking trips. Yes. To be explained later. <laughs> to be explained later. Correct. <laughs> Correct. All right. Uh, we got a Bible verse for the episode. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? whom you have from God, you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Derek, do you treat your body as a temple for the Holy Spirit? (sighs) Not when I'm eating double cheeseburgers, Mm. but other than that, I I try to. I try to. I I fail like everybody else, though. It's a constant battle. There's more, yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways to, to treat respectfully. There's, you know, Eating is one of them, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. Nutrition, there's, there's, you know. Mentality is huge. Um, There's, yeah, the um, self-control beyond just eating, for sure. And then there's, yeah, just kind of the the physical nature, right? Not being idle or lazy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is your problem, right? I was thinking that was your problem. Oh, but I'm I'm really, really. What? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, what, what do you feel like you struggle with uh, for your temple? You know, is your um, temple I think, clean? Do you need a little housekeeping? I think we talk temple? about self-control in, in a couple different areas for sure. And 
there's hmm. yeah, I'm kind of streaky with the with the nutrition. I'm, sometimes I'm like just on point and dialed in, and sometimes I am not. So I've been struggling. I've been struggling with the nutrition part. Okay. Like I bought some Reese's peanut butter cups the other day. Yep. I got some burgers. You know, I'm yep. like, you know, so I'm struggling. Okay, I gotta well, get back on the horse. Let's yeah. hold each other accountable. I'm gonna ask you about that next episode, and we'll see how we're doing. Okay. Okay. Fair. Right. So we'll see. Um. All right. So yeah. So today we have an episode, obviously, about our bodies and preparing our bodies for the outdoors, mm-hmm. the wilderness, the trail. And we have famous guest Rowan from summit strength on, he was on our yes. show last year. We got a lot of follow-up, like really good feedback about that. And then some, yeah, some newer listeners were like, Hey, you guys should do an episode on, you know, basically what we're doing an episode on today. And so we had some requests for this. And so we brought Rowan back on and um, he's just like, a wealth of knowledge and yeah that's what i was saying to you that's what i was saying to you he's like he's like the eagle scout of uh, physical training for the trail right like if you if you want to know how to do better feel better on the trail this is the guy he's just got good stuff i find myself writing it down constantly. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure and i feel like i you know in this arena i feel like i know quite a bit and still like when we talk i'm like i still learn a couple things every time so yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully everybody else will have some some takeaways as well. So yeah, so the, he's he's gonna you know address three common hiking problems you might be having and how mm-hmm. to avoid them. All right, man. Well, we're gonna hear from Rowan, and we'll hear from him right after this. Okay, so we are here with Rowan from Summit Strength. How's it going, man? Yeah, really, really good. I'm super excited to be back on the show. It's been a little while, but I'm absolutely pumped to to be back involved. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And just, it's been a little over a year since we had you on last time. And I just want to give you an update because I don't know if you remember, but you gave Derek some tips, some kind of training tips to help him have a successful summer on the trail. And yep. yeah, Derek made it. He didn't complain all that much and he, <laughs> he was able to, to finish the trip. Is that accurate, uh, Derek? <laughs> success was had. Success yes. was had. Although, Rowan, I did feel a little bit of an Achilles pain for the first time in, I don't even know, 15 years. So uh, I, I attributed that to my shoes that I didn't properly break in, as I noted on the podcast. But, um, you know, if you got any tips for that, I'm well open to hear that. So Well open. But other than that, it was great. So t- yeah, so today's episode, we're going to be focusing on maybe not the Achilles pain. I don't know how common that is, but just kind of just, you know, overcoming some of the common, you know, trail injuries, hiking problems people experience out on the trail. So first question I got for your own is kind of a personal question. What's the worst trail injury that you've ever experienced? Um, I haven't been, haven't been that bad. I've been pretty lucky in a few different situations where things could have gone a lot worse and I've sort of come out the other end pretty well. Probably the dodgiest situation I was in was last November when I was, I went over and trekked the Kokoda Trail over in Papua New Guinea, which is a a 10 10 day adventure over in Papua New Guinea. It's a big deal for Aussies. Um, It's a big part of our history. Mm. Um, And it was just on a really, really long day where I think we were doing about 12 hours and you know it was just a, it wasn't a tough day but we were tired by the end and it was tough and it was raining so we weren't really stopping and having snacks or having water we were just going 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 because we just wanted to get into yeah. into camp and it literally came the last 200 meters of the day where camp was in sight we were going away and I was absolutely knackered 
And just because I was so mm. tired, I just uh, was walking along some rocks, had a little tumble, fell down a cliff, probably about five meters, um, five meters high, just tumbled, tumbled, tumbled my whole pack. And I was like, oh, oh my wow. gosh, oh my gosh, this is like game ender. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like what's going on? And as I was tumbling and then came down <laughs> the bottom and I sort of looked around at myself, I was like, oh, am I all right? Am my leg broken? I'm like, no, nah, I'm perfectly fine. So I just popped up with a little bruise okay. and I was like, oh my gosh, so wasn't a bad injury yeah. but potentially it could have gone a lot worse just from you know just not concentrating unfortunately but i've been pretty lucky when it comes to injuries in all honesty well and, the, and you know wearing a backpack sometimes that can actually kind of shield you or like be your you know trail armor at times do you feel like that helped having a you know pack on definitely i definitely bounced off it a few times so it okay. helped me there <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Man. How's the healthcare system in Papua New Guinea? Probably not too good, right? Uh, no, not not amazing. That would have been what? if there's okay. any any issues in that situation. That's helicopter evac to, you know, the city, and then the healthcare isn't amazing. So it'll oh, be wow. getting back over to Australia as quickly as you can. So yeah, right. dodged a bullet there. Oh man, it's a gamble. What's and, a gamble. and this is not where our episode's going, but I'm curious about because I haven't been over there. What's the wildlife like? What did you see out there that was different? Um, most, most of the wildlife we sort of saw in the distance because the locals, um, there's this one trail that goes from like end to end and the locals just love to pick off any, uh, any animals that are on the trail. So all these like okay. beautiful birds and everything. So there's not a huge amount we actually saw, but then like all further right. out in the distance, we saw some really, really beautiful mm. birds flying around and that, but there wasn't a huge amount right in our immediate okay. vicinity. No wild pigs running around or... Yeah, I was I was thinking more okay. like tropical wolves or something. I don't know. Uh, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> that, that's not even a thing, Carl. What do you that's think? why that's funny, Derek. Tropical wolves. <laughs> <laughs> right. Only to right. you. That's okay. Um, okay, so over the course of the season, we've talked. Uh, we we haven't really hit up training a whole lot, but I forget how it's come out. But I have some no. unorthodox training techniques and. I just want to run them by you, and you tell me, like, good idea, bad idea. We're just, you know, preparing yourself for the trail. So I'm trying to incorporate training right. to, you know, everyday life. So Sounds good. So, Derek, you know where I'm going with this? Training every day, pre-trip. But do you know which example I'm going to use? I, 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 no, I, I probably should. Though. Okay, you probably should. So the first thing I do is, you know, if I'm in charge of going to the grocery store, and I'm going to be oh, there for yes, 30 yeah. to 60 minutes shopping. I will go. load a like a smaller backpack with some weights and shop with, you know, whatever, 20 pounds, 25 pounds in a backpack just sunk into my shoulders. Good idea. <laughs> Good idea, bad idea for uh, training. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm all for that because it's such a simple thing. It doesn't take any extra time in your life, and it can add a little bit extra, a little bit extra load to the body and get it used to, to carrying a pack or just carrying a little bit extra weight. Um, I think okay. with that type of thing, the key to that is just making sure it's bit by bit by bit and keep on making a little bit more. So if you get used to say. I don't know, 20 pounds or whatever on your pack and you're just hanging out with that for four, six weeks, it's probably not going to do a huge right. amount for you. But if you put an extra pound in every single week, then that's, yeah, good idea. Yeah, like like if you went, you could just go down like the frozen aisle and throw some peas in there. Right. Know, <laughs> that might like look not, like stealing at that point, right? Well, leave it unzipped and then pay for it. Okay. It's okay. No, I'm not saying it's stealing. I'm just saying it looks like it. So, well. I wish I had the strong enough back where I could just add a pound each week or two, but yeah, usually I'm tired after every 
you know, shopping, shopping session. <laughs> so anyways, okay. What about, you know, like, like our mailbox is at the end of the street. So it's a little bit of a distance. What about, you know, carrying some dumbbells in your hands to kind of train grip strength and shoulders on your walk to and from the mailbox? Mm. I guess, mm. I guess really what I'm asking is it sounds like you're on board with these training techniques, but like, is it worth the, um, social awkwardness to do with these things? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a, a very individual question. Like I would say those little bits and pieces definitely, definitely add up. And if you do them, you know, once every couple of days for multiple weeks, it's always mm. going to be great. It's just, uh, can you be consistent with it? So if you can do that every week and not feel like a dork, then absolutely <laughs> go right. Nice. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it just comes down to that really. Okay. So I, I'm taking this as a positive but really the, the true test is, would you be willing to do this? Or would you be willing to go down to your grocery store with a backpack full of weights on? Uh, per- personally, like what I, I like to condense all my training into very specific training time. Okay. Um, purely for the fact that I know I work best when I'm like, look, 45 minutes in the gym or 60 minutes walking around the lake or, you know, an hour and a half going up and down a hill. I know I can get myself in the mindset. And for me, that's how I operate. Um, But I actually do have clients doing similar things to you. Like one of my clients at the moment, she's doing the same thing with the grocery store, except she's doing it with her alcohol shopping every week. So she's going out getting all the booze. And then with the whole lockdown with COVID going on, that's been getting more and more booze every week. She's been getting that extra extra training. So yeah, I'm all for that if you can do it. So basically what you're saying is like i'm not the only one doing this sounds like sounds like yes across the world sort of an event for training here to you know up your training methods i suppose right so rowan this is what rowan's saying like hey uh, i like specific structured times this is what i do and carl interprets that as like so you're saying this is going to be an olympic sport this is going to be in the summer Olympics. this is how it works yeah yeah i was i was not referring to the structured part i i identify with the structure as well um all right well thanks for humoring me with my strange techniques make me feel like they're you know somewhat reasonable i appreciate it all right derek what's what's next on your question list well i was wondering if there's some common hiking problem like what in your opinion what are some common hiking problems that you encounter what are some of the training text techniques that you would suggest to like avoid them or maybe overcome them if you want to talk about achilles heels you can if you don't if you don't, then don't. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, fair. Like, there's obviously so many different situations with all this. I think, um, I think last time I was on the podcast, we talked about yeah. knee pain, right. which is yep. super, super common. So we probably won't dive into that. But a few other really common ones are, you know, when people are perfectly happy to hike for hours and hours and hours, but the second that they come across a hill or any bit of elevation, they just turn into an absolute red-faced, huffing, right. puffing mm. mess. Um, right. Such a common thing, and it's pretty easily fixed. Um, for that, I absolutely love trying to get a hiker onto either a stationary bike, a cross-trainer in the gym, um, a rower, or if they're a runner, maybe doing a running thing, okay. and doing some very, very specific intervals, which are about three minutes in length. And then a minute and a half rest and repeat that four, five, six, seven, eight times. Um, without getting too sciencey, that's a really, really specific workout prescription, which can very much help you in that situation when you get really, really huffed and puffed. And that's something that like a lot of my clients come to help with. 
And if you do about four, five, six weeks of that, you'll notice a huge, huge difference in that situation. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so that's one. Um, another situation is on the op- opposite side of the elevation is when mm. you're going downhill and you're absolutely struggling and your legs are getting right. all jelly-legged and wobbly. And if you've ever done like a 40-minute descent yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. we all know how that feels right. and it's absolutely terrible. Um, so for that, like so a really, really important training point, like I'm a massive fan of strength training for hikers for so many particular reasons. And I personally believe for hikers, backpackers, everyone in any situation should be doing a little bit of it at least. Um, if you are doing that, a really, really great point is for any exercise you're doing is try to put a real big emphasis into the lowering stage of the weight. So for example, if you were doing a squat or a lunge, typically people are very, very conscious of when they're pushing against the weight and doing the hard portion, which is important, but the lowering portion Mm. is just as important. Mm. And specifically for going downhill, if you can put emphasis on that lowering portion, that's very, very specific to helping your legs avoid that Mm. jelly state when you're going downhill. So trying to count maybe four or five seconds on the way down when you're doing your strength training um, can be such a simple change, but super, super effective there. Let me let me break down the first thing you said um, real quick because I want to go, go back yep. to the intervals. So you, what was the ratio? It was like three minutes on where you're going, mm-hmm. you know, like max effort or, or close to that. Minute and then and what half. was the sort of minute and a half, like where you're, are you resting or you're just, you're just dialed back? Yeah, just resting. You might do a light, like if you're on the cycle, we might just do a light cycle okay. or you might do a light walk, but just super, super cash. And that's purely just catching your breath. Right. And then going, you don't have to be like absolutely killing yourself in these intervals and the hard bits. You don't have to be on the floor about right. to throw up or anything, but something that gets you, you know, pretty huffed and puffed and pretty out of breath uh, by the end uh, of the three minutes. Okay. So, and you're saying that it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, interval training, hiking, it can be running or can be cycling or rowing like like all of the you know regardless of the type of training that you're doing you're saying that can help you with your aerobic capacity as you hike harder sections mm-hmm. is that correct yeah absolutely um the main okay. the main aspect of that is just choosing some type of exercise in which you right. will get huffed and puffed and that'll be the failing point as opposed to your legs getting really tired right. so right. i've had people do it you know cycling running swimming um, going up and down hills. I've had people do it on um, even like home circuits in the worst case scenario of just with pack work, doing certain exercises to get themselves really huffed and puffed. Yeah. Um, that is super, super effective. So Derek, so I think what he's saying is he's saying that you, like this can apply to different across different disciplines. So you could do, you know, like three minutes at your studio dance class and then dial it back. <sighs> and that would... Studio suffice. dance class. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hit, like. Uh, disco's disco's coming back. Okay, first right. of all, um, no, but I I would agree with that I I'm a big swimmer, so I think that I do a lot of hit workouts where I'm like intense and then take a break, um, and then I wanted to start incorporating um some heavy some heavy weights in the pool, and there's like a lot of good leg exercises you can do with the heavy weights in the pool. That whole thing you were talking about the uphill downhill thing uh, was really interesting because I haven't really paid attention to that so i think that's something i might try to incorporate so. well last summer we had a th- you know three thousand foot descent so we're mm-hmm. you know we were descending for you know a while i think it was yeah. over an hour right how did you how did you feel on that uh i felt i felt pretty good on that one i felt like um i felt because okay. i had the lighter backpack and i think i had eaten a good meal or had some food in me i, th- I, just, I felt good i felt pretty strong it wasn't if i remember right it wasn't at, was it okay. at the end of the day or the earlier in the day i feel like it was earlier in the day it was t- yeah, it was like middle-ish. So, 
I think it was okay. I, I think if it was yeah. later, later in the day, maybe I would have okay. felt different, but it was fine. So you didn't get the jelly legs, is what you're saying? Not on that one, no. I felt pretty okay. good. Did you? Uh, no, no, no. I was, yeah, no, I was, I was good. Okay. Rowan, when you you mentioned the you know kind of the resistance training going down to kind of prevent the jelly leg issue, so you 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 mentioned like a squatting type exercise and lunges. Are those either the two exercises you you recommend to to kind of strengthen the descent muscles, the the quads, or do you recommend more than that, or what's what's your thought on that? Yeah, so those are the, probably the most two most familiar exercises to hikers, and most people pretty know what's going on. The absolute, without a doubt, one hundred percent best exercise when it comes to this for strengthening up legs for descents and also just stabilizing the knee, reducing pain and a whole bunch of other things for hikers um, is an exercise called a step down, which basically involves Mm -hmm. you standing up on a step. It doesn't have to be too high. You usually start maybe an inch or two and then literally all you're doing is bend your knees, push your hips back and then slowly bring one heel down to the floor. Um, If you have that doesn't get a visual so much just plug it into to youtube step down exercise mm. um but that's something i get every single one of my hikers to do from first time hikers who are going on the first you know long day hike to lifelong mountaineers who are going up to eight thousand meter mountains that is such an essential okay. exercise and it's so so beneficial so yeah that's my absolute favorite. yeah is that with or without weights um start with body weight and then as you get okay. stronger you can increase the, the height of the uh of the step and then once that gets to easier you can start adding weights whether you're holding dumbbells or wearing a pack or or whatever we like to work in threes do you happen to have a third a third one for us yeah so another one which is pretty common which often doesn't get talked about and a lot of people are even a little bit embarrassed about this so they don't like to bring it up is just the the sense of um often tripping on the trail and there's some mm. people who never trip in their life and some people who seem to trip every you know once uh, an hour right. and they just have that little stumble Best case scenario, it's a little stumble, it's a little embarrassing. Worst case scenario, it's you know something a little bit worse, and you might have full fat on your face. I've had people come to me who's you know dislocated their shoulders and broken their wrists just because they're really really mm. un- unfortunate. And obviously, that in the hike is just not ideal. Um, so that's something which I've been um, trying to bring up a little yeah. bit lately, and that's a pretty straightforward process to help with that. Um, again, if you were in this situation, you're always tripping and you're not doing any type of strengthening work, that can be a really simple fix. Um, and literally just doing a little bit of stuff each week, that's a really good starting point. Um, the next mm. step is something that's called a uh, proprioception or balance and purely the ability of your body to know where it is in space. Um, a really easy mm. test for that is you can literally stand up um, barefoot, one foot goes in the air, one foot on the floor. You close your eyes, and if you can hold that position for uh, 60 seconds or more, that means you're absolutely amazing at balancing. You've got no issues. But if you can't hold that position for 60 seconds or more with your eyes closed, that means you probably will get some benefits in regards to tripping and a whole bunch of other things on the trail if you do a little bit of balance training, which doesn't have to be complicated. It can literally be that, like standing on one foot with your eyes closed, maybe standing on a pillow, doing stuff like that. Really, really simple. And then... If you're in the situation where you've done both of those things, you're already doing a bit of strength training, Hmm. your balance is pretty good, and you still find yourself um, uh, tripping, I should say, Um, a really, really great exercise. There's two very particular muscles which you might want to work and strengthen is the front of the shin, which is called the tibialis anterior, and the front of the hips, which are the hip flexors. Sometimes if they're not strong enough, um, the body can struggle a little bit. So a really great exercise to help that is you get a little rubber band or a mini band or a theraband or whatever you have, 
standing up, put them around your feet, and then all you literally do is just bring one knee up into the air, hold that for a few seconds, come down, one knee up the air, hold that mm, for a few seconds, come down. Right. Super simple exercise, okay. but very, very specific to that particular particular issue. But put those three things together and it should help most people. Yeah, Derek, can you pass the, the balance test? I was just thinking this is a great challenge um mm. we could add to the game section no, on the on the trail no. i can't yeah. i'm 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 terrible i've got terrible balance naturally so i would i'm like 10 seconds i can't do the minute how far well, how long can you go i feel like i could do the minute i feel like i have really good balance really i well i think there's a lot of balancing and like when you're surfing or uh, things true. like that you have to have a lot of balance and know where you are um so i feel like i have a good awareness but it'd be fun to try it i definitely you can't try use trekking poles when you're doing the balance test oh well i'll have to we'll okay. figure something out we'll figure something out okay that's that <laughs> it would be a good challenge i'm not gonna win that one though i'll tell you straight up that's not we'll, my we'll strength. we'll incorporate that with the grip strength challenge as well okay um okay so this is this is kind of an exciting thing for carl carl's got a big day coming up <laughs> it's exciting bro. this You're is so exciting. condescending it's so kind of it's 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 like a kid going to the candy store He's got a big day. He's going to be doing... <laughs> so next month before... Like right before our trip, he's doing this like uh, FKT, you know, fastest known time thing where he's going to go on this uh, trail with two of our buddies. And I'm worried about him because I think he's like, I'm going to be super drained and then we're going to be doing this hard day. I think we're going up 2,000 miles the very... Or 2,000 feet the very next day of elevation. So I'm worried he'll be like kind of fatigued. So my question is what is one piece of advice you would give him regarding maybe the preparation of this FKT. Uh, how far are you going on the FKT? Let me, let me, let me, yeah, I th- you're doing okay, but let me clarify. Oh, thanks. I he's given, thanks. <laughs> yeah. No, he, cause he's already given some advice. I think that is definitely applicable to this question. So I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll maybe simplify the question a little bit, but yeah, so we're doing, so we, we're doing a back, like a kind of a run hike in Yosemite and I think it's like in the 48 to 50 mile range. Right, right. And we haven't, none of the, you know, like we, I know that for, you know, ultra runners, whatever, like that, that's for, for some of them, it's not that big of a deal, but for us, it's a big deal. We're carrying all our stuff with us. We're going unsupported and like, we're going to stop and filter water on the way and such. So we're already putting in a lot of my, like trail miles with, you know, running and run hiking. And I've, I've done some strength training and stretching and various things. <laughs> Um, if, if there's one thing that you think I should add to my repertoire, um, to cover, you know, not only the distance that day, but as Derek's saying, like to have a follow up backpacking trip, what would be one thing you're like, make sure you're doing this, you know, regularly, like multiple times a week, what would you suggest? Yeah. So definitely one workout, which you'll see some really, really amazing benefits from, and it's the same for any backpacker leading into any big trip is doing some very, very specific loaded pack intervals. So basically what this involves is um, finding either a nice steep hill nearby. Um, It can be a steep hill, a steep set of stairs. Um, It can be on the Stairmaster in the gym. Um, It can be in a stairwell, an apartment block, just something that's got some decent incline with. Basically, you want to grab your pack and you want to load it up quite significantly heavy. So, so more than what I would carry for that. Yeah. So what you want to do is find a weight which when you're actually going up, um, it is so heavy that you can't get to a point and you can't go to a speed where you get super huffed and puffed. So it literally limits your speed down to a point where your legs are really, really burny, but you're not mm-hmm. getting into the stage where you're huffing and puffing. 
Um, and what you do mm. is you literally go up that incline as far as it may be, um, come back down the bottom and repeat and do that multiple times. Um, what mm. that does, that develops something called uh, local muscular endurance, which is a very technical way of just saying the ability of your legs to just repeat force again and again and again and again. Do that okay. anywhere from four to six to eight times um, and you will feel like a brand new hiker. It's absolutely amazing. That's really good advice. And I, yeah, I'll have to, yeah, we actually do have a hill nearby that's called the mini incline. That's 200 steps to the top and, um, doable for sure. Very doable. That's good. Okay. I will. Yeah. And how, how often would you do this? Like, are you talking like once a week, multiple times a week or what's, what's that? Yeah, probably once a week. Some people do do these twice a week when they're leading into right. big expeditions, but you know, I personally would get bored doing it twice a week. So maybe once right. a week. Right. Exactly. That's my struggle is, yeah, I don't want to yeah, overdo it. So, okay. That's really mm-hmm. good. Um, man, I've, I feel like I just keep on talking to you guys. So much good information. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right. With, with all these, yeah, bits of information, hopefully somebody had a, a takeaway in terms of like, you know, improving their training for trail time, backpacking, trovering, whatever you're doing out there over the course. I feel like over the course of the last year, just kind of from poking around on your website and just, you know, checking in with the different things you have going on. I feel like you've kind of like upped your game or some of its strength has upped its game as far as what it, what it has as a company. So what are, we always like to save our last question for you know your chance to kind of promote whatever you have going on these days with some of the strength. And one thing, big thing that's changed is previously a, the majority of the stuff I was talking about was leading into a significant adventure. So whether you're going overseas to do uh, Kilimanjaro or Everest Base Camp or something like that, but obviously the world is a bit of a different place these days. International travel is a bit dodgy um, and a lot of people aren't really getting out on these big adventures as much as they'd like. Um, That's not so uh, relevant. But one thing that Mm -hmm. hasn't changed in the hiking world and is probably going to get worse and worse as people are getting back on the trail as um, all the lockdowns are getting more chilled out is purely just pain on the trail. So foot pain, knee pain, back pain. It's all going to be there. It still sucks a lot of the enjoyment out of the adventures. And that's something that I've sort of put a big emphasis into into my business in the recent months around. Um, recently I've sort of put together three separate 12 week specific programs for foot pain, knee pain, back pain for hikers specifically, which takes them through a very, very, uh, effective process. It's sort of stabilizing the body, loosening particular muscles, educating you around how to deal with it. And it's making you a whole whole bunch more comfortable in these particular adventures. Um, that's something I've really, really developed, but on top of that, um, I've put together a few little five-day challenges for people who are sort of curious about how that type of thing would actually play out and how they can apply that into their life. And that gives people a little bit of an insight into, you know, the type of strength exercises, the type of stretching exercises, even the type of um, strategies and techniques Mm. you can do at home, which can can prevent foot pain, knee pain, or uh, back pain for when you're hiking. So if anyone was interested in checking that out, get a little bit of insight and maybe trying out one of those five-day challenges, um, you can check it out at summitstrength.com.au slash online dash training. And there's a range of programs on there, but you can check out the challenges and get involved if you so so choose. Okay, so we'll, yeah, so we'll have all this in, like I said, in our show description. And and yeah, just thanks again for, for coming on. Thanks for supporting our podcast. We just really appreciate your time and um all your insight and help and i will commit to be running up some stairs and hiking up some stairs with a heavy pack for the next few weeks in preparation oh, so good. thanks no. for the advice too no it was great it was i really appreciate you having me on again it's um always love talking about it so yeah thanks a lot boys
So, what did you think about that? Um, I just wrote a lot of stuff down, like a lot of great uh, input for my. Is that own? what the crumpling of paper? Like there was like aggressive paper shuffling or something going on. Do you, is that you? That might have been me, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But I can do it now if okay. you want. But no, I. So, I, so you. You feel like Rowan was shuffling the papers, what you're saying. I think it was you or your cat. <laughs> you or your cat. Um, okay. Uh, it might have been me. It, it probably All was. Right. Um, what no, did you write down? Okay, get, what's one of your takeaways? I, I really I really attached myself to the uphill and downhill, you know, strategies we could implement. Um, you know, just kind of strengthening our our legs for the uphill and for the downhill. I think he made some really good points about going downhill and how Mm -hmm. I I know both of us were kind of like, Oh yeah. Like we really don't pay attention to that, but it's definitely something, you know, the whole jelly legs things we were talking about. That's a real deal. And, um, I I would like to improve my legs on that area for sure. So I was writing down some of the exercises he was telling us to do for sure. So I don't know. Okay. Would you, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So you're going to, do some. You're gonna be stronger going downhill this year. That's my. That's one thing. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna try and improve on that. I don't know. What are you? What are you gonna do? You gonna get on that stationary bike and strengthen your quads? Or, yeah. You know? I yeah. Well, as I mentioned, I'm probably gonna do the, the hill stuff for sure. I don't like we. We have this incline that's in our town. That's you know people travel from other places just to come and and do this as a workout. And some people are obsessive about it. So I'm pretty fortunate for having it. Uh, but it can be pretty crowded and uh yeah so i'll do it with my kids sometimes and it's doing it every week will be challenging but i right. i think it's going to be helpful so yeah it's only, but we're only talking what like five weeks six weeks four weeks what are you looking you at want to do some mental math on how far it is so, to july this is it four weeks four weeks yeah so it's, yeah it's like, it's like i don't now. think that's that's that big of a deal is that that big of a deal for you four times yes yes hmm. okay yeah it is noted it is noted yep uh, doing it four times is not a big deal, but doing it four times in four weeks, it's just, yeah. Mm. Like he mentioned, I like to mix up my routine quite a bit and yeah. I'm kind of high maintenance that way, I guess, but I will do it. I'm going to commit to doing it. You can, you can, you know, check, you can be my accountability partner for this. So I will, sh- I will definitely be shall- checking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I really feel like the other thing he was talking about with the balance was, you know, we can talk about the balance if you want, but I think we should incorporate. I don't, we talked about it. We talked about it in the interview. I know. I think we should really implement this challenge along with the grip strength challenge and some of the other ones we're doing on the trip mm-hmm. and uh, okay. see what's going on. It sounds like you need more challenges to implement just so that you can win. So if you need <laughs> you know, confidence, let's let's do a swimming challenge. How about that? A surfing in the lake challenge. Like you'll win all these, right? I feel like you're practicing your grip strength challenge all day, every day, everywhere you go. Like you're going up the stairs in your house, grip strength that rail, grip strength that rail, pull yourself up that rail. I feel like you don't want to lose this. Otherwise you're going to be just devastated. You're going to be devastated, you know? Yeah. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably that's you are, you're getting hyper-focused on this. I, yeah, the, the other, I think the real positive takeaway I took from his, interviews i think that you know his confirmation of how important and awesome it is to wear your backpack with weights at a grocery store i think is going to inspire a lot of folks out there to to start doing that i don't think so i don't think so um (laughs) i don't think so at all but i'm glad he kind of he kind of lifted your ego a little bit and that's what makes him so great he's he's stroking the ego for you now it's only going to strengthen your desire to do it 
but it didn't like oh, i know i'm 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 back in the store i'm doing i you know we took the, I know, I know. we took a break for a while when we weren't going to the stores but uh, i'm back in there and i don't need any encouragement but let me ask you I, a question let me ask you a question about that this is this is serious i want a yes or no answer are you more <laughs> are you more excited to actually go shopping in a store for food or wear your backpack in the store <laughs> which one actually that's not yes or no it's not just, no it's not it's not yes or no question <laughs> i just realized that. no definitely i'm not excited for either one of those because it's like it's just a task and mm. so i'm just mm. trying to make good use of my time but it's not comfortable to wear just like a you know school or like a, you know a computer laptop backpack with weights in it it's not like a comfortable thing to do so, so I'm hearing the backpack. Yeah. The backpack is what you want, really, because you keep talking about if it. If that makes you feel better, then sure. But if for everybody else out there, if you are following suit and trying to train your bodies with wearing backpacks in odd places, please you know, send us your thoughts, ideas, even better, a picture of that. We would yeah. love to talk about that and please. put Derek in his place. That's not going to put me in my place. <laughs> <laughs> It'll create mockery for me. That's right. Of course. And I, he did, he, I mean, I, like for them, like, aside from this kind of stuff, I'd actually do identify with him as like, I want to have like structured time for a workout or for training. Like I, that's how I mentally wrap my mind around these things. But that was still a pretty nifty side step he did by not, like wanting to put the backpack on in the grocery store. Mm, yeah, very smooth, so, very smooth, very smooth. Yeah, I'm used to. I'm, I'm getting pretty used to you know direct questions and people sidestepping away from them. I'm, I'm noticing that my social skills are improving, my friend. Yeah, they're slow yeah. but slow but sure, slow but sure. Very slow, yeah. very slow. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
Um, okay. Baby steps. So I I came up with a, a trivia today, Ooh. and okay. this is this is about me. Trivia about me. Big surprise. They're all about you. Which, not really. Okay. It's it's a it's kind of about me. It's but it's about your general knowledge of some of these hiking injuries and you know trail injuries and such. And I don't think you really care. Like I don't think that you care that these have affected me. I'm just going to test. <laughs> I'm going to test your ability to identify what these problems are. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you. I've tried, I've been training through multiple injuries and mm. I've been really struggling. Like this is going to be like, I'm, I'm actually a little fearful that at some point on the trail, um, during our FKT attempt that I'm going to just, yeah, like not be able to go any farther. So I don't, I think that, I think your injury is going to come after the FKT. That's, that's what I think. Oh yeah. No, I'll definitely have the pain afterwards, but I, I feel like if I can make it through that, I can kind of tough out the, all right. The next miles anyway so i'm going to share with you all the injuries that i've been struggling with and i want you to tell me like where these injuries sometimes generally sometimes specifically are, are, are located okay oh so this is like a anatomy test that's what this says yeah yep, yep. i mean you're talking to someone who doesn't really get injured so i'm probably gonna be really bad at this yeah so this is gonna be helpful for you it's gonna be a learning experience for you and you can maybe be a little bit more compassionate to other people that might struggle with these <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i don't i think i'm fine with the compassion <laughs> Yeah, Wolf, yeah. Wolf, how we're often gonna do you ask me have been doing physically since this whole training has started? Well, it's you. I don't really, you know. I'll give you a hint. It's zero. <laughs> zero times. <laughs> uh, goes around, yeah. comes around. Here we go. That's all right. That's all right. I don't think anybody else really cares either. So no, nobody I'm, does. I'm making them care by making it trivia. Uh, so I've been struggling with sciatic nerve pain. Mm, legs, yes. Sciatica. Yeah upper thigh yeah so it starts in the back and it's been radiating down my hamstring and mm-hmm. i actually was out on like a trail run um a couple weeks ago and it was actually in my calf muscle where Eesh. it was just so painful i had to yeah i was like yeah. i can't go much further I, was, yeah. I think it was like 13 and a half miles in or so but mm. um that was bad okay that was bad. uh so i'm kind of starting easy I'm, I'm going easier to harder here so next one is uh so i got, I got that right you're saying okay yes good got job it. good yeah. job what did you do? You're supposed, to, you're supposed to stretch on that. That's all you can really do is stretch. It's a, Yeah, it's more complex. I've been going to physical therapy. Okay. So right. I've got stre- stretching and exercises. Plantar fasciitis. Specifically, where is that an issue? On the foot. Specifically. <laughs> the foot isn't specific enough? It's Bot- not. Bottom of the foot? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got toes. You got the I, ball I of the foot, say the, the arch, the heel. What were we talking about? I want to say I've never had this. I know you and somebody else had it. Um, this is my first time. I had I had a friend who played basketball with it, and I want to say it yep. was I want to say it was the ball or the arch, but I okay. could I could be yeah you got to choose one. I'll say I'll say the arch. Okay, it's it can be located in the arch. Typically, it's it's more associated with the heel of the foot. I'm gonna give you a half a point on that because it's kind of uh-huh, sometimes in the arch as well. Mine's on like the tip of the heel, so mm. um, it's annoying. I I heard it's very annoying. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts when you walk, and yeah, it's just yeah, it's a bummer. Okay. Um, actually, I was told to uh, to wear shoes inside, which is kind of weird. We don't hmm. have shoes on in the house, and so yeah, physical therapist was like, you know, just just have some uh, some Crocs that you buy, and you just oh. go on the inside. Did you yeah, buy Crocs? I've never owned Crocs before, and so now I'm wearing Crocs on the inside of my house. It's, yeah, it's kind of that, – that's embarrassing. That's more embarrassing than the backpack thing. Would you – okay, two questions. One, do you wear socks with the Crocs? Um, so I started out not doing that, and then the Crocs oh started stinking badly. 
And so, <laughs> and I don't have stinky feet. And so I'm like, dude, if, if, the, if these are going to stink from the, like my feet aren't typically stinky. So I started wearing socks with them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, second question. Well, I actually have two more questions. One is, would you ever wear the Crocs with a backpack at the store with the socks? I don't know. They're inside. They're inside the house only. That's okay, the whole purpose. You, but I don't want to wear them like ever. Say, these are not, they're, these are not great shoes. They're embarrassing. Well, so aside from how they know, look, they're not good. They're just not good. But There's, what if I challenged you after you were done with the plantar fasciitis and it was fine? Would you wear those to the store with a backpack? To challenge? Yeah, sure. I don't care. Okay. And then the, the final question is, a more important question, you have Crocs. Uh, do you put the little flare or jewels <laughs> in the hole of the Crocs? I've got a, I got a couple. I've got one of our, our uh, podcast logo, and I've got one uh, high school oh, picture yeah. of you. Yes. And, and a mermaid. And a mermaid. Got it. Those are good. And a fairy. Okay. No, not really. Good. Um, I do not do that. And yeah, you asked three <laughs> questions, not two. So, Well, I did okay. say I had a bonus one, but you know. You, so right. you are 1.5 for two with the plantar fasciitis. <laughs> uh, third one. Third one. This is what started the whole, okay. the whole issues was something called, this is, this is a hard one. But if you think, okay. if you, you can figure it out though, it's called metatarsalgia. Meta, what is it? Tars- metatarsalgia metatarsalgia yeah uh I, okay meta it's like I, I think meta i think it's like the toes metatarsals okay. metatarsals i'm thinking there you go toes i think You're it's on the, on the right track i want to say it's like the ball of your foot yes yes yeah. good job yeah yeah ball of your foot pain which is which is uh typically rare because most people are like heel strikers and it's actually most common in women that wear like high heels because they're forcing their, they're jamming their toes and they're kind of walking on the ball of their foot and it's just not very comfortable. Yeah. So it's kind of a rare, it's not totally uncommon, but um, yeah, so I got that in one foot, plantar in the other foot, and then the, yeah. So I got, those are the, my three main ones. You're just a hot mess. I heard that's, that can take yeah. like, uh, that's like the, isn't it like ligaments? You, I think that takes like months to get better. It can take years for some people, yeah. Yeah, that's, so, wow. yeah, it's, it's bad. Good luck with that. The, okay, the last one is something called uh, shoulder fatigue. Sure. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> That's uh, specific to Carl Mandrioli. Okay. Mandrioliitis. Uh, Mandrioliitis, yeah. All right, that's all I got. You, got, you passed, my friend. Good job. Wow. Um, way to uh, be most concerned about the shoe wear that I, w- that I had versus the injuries that I had. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You, uh, yeah. you seemed a little surprised that I uh, passed, but uh, nonetheless. I know, I am surprised, yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, so I got a couple tidbits, and then I will allow you a bonus tidbit if you want to share your fairy story. Oh, I am excited. Okay. okay. Sure. It's up to you. You don't. Have, you don't have to. You can let. I it mean, it's not it. much of a story. It's just more of a. It's up to you. Routine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it does not make any sense. All right. So, a few weeks back, maybe more than a few weeks back, I, I asked Derek to send me some specialized camera equipment, mm. and it. And when I, you know, I don't ask Derek for a lot, but what I do, it just he does. takes forever. He does ask yeah. me for a lot. Yeah. I do. Oh, what else? Just friendship. You know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's a big deal. Touche, uh, touche. So, so, and then previous, I don't know if we, if we, if we recorded this, but we, during one of the recordings of our podcast, we talked about, like, I was going to possibly buy a titanium mug and you're like, oh, I got one of those for you. And so it so happens that when you finally sent me this, 
you know, camera equipment, you decided to throw in the mug, which I, which was very nice of you. So I don't want to take away from your kindness. Thank you for throwing the mug in. Mm -hmm. It's not titanium. When I got the mug, I started laughing because it was, because it's like the most ridiculous mug ever. (laughs) (laughs) So in my mind, I'm thinking like lightweight mug and it, yeah, like multi-use, you know, multi-function, right? It's basic. I told you it was basic. Right, right. So yours, okay, so we got to figure out what is aluminum for you and what's titanium for you because those are two different metals. Well, I'll say, yeah, no, no you're right. <laughs> when I when you asked me that, I hadn't looked at the cup in like a okay. long time. So then right. all I remember was like it's silver, it has a carabiner on it, and there's paint in it from when I was painting with my kids. Right. So right. I sent, so once I pulled it out of the uh, cupboard, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't titanium. This is. This is oh, so you knew that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I sent it over. I was like, well, well, he needs a mug. Let's just see what he. Well, <laughs> just send it. Just send it anyway. I'm not gonna use uh, it. So it's and it's not just an aluminum mug. It's like like a, almost like a double walled. It feels like thicker. Like it's heavier. You know, like not what you want for backpack. <laughs> but that's not the worst part. The worst part is the carabiner that you mentioned. Like the the handles of the mug have been removed, and it looks like you screwed on like a really large keychain carabiner as the, the new handle. Is that's that how. That's how it came. That's how it came. What? That, dude, that looks so I'm not bush even you. That looks like some... It's like, super like a, Yeah. Like somebody's first metal shop project is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. So Okay, so now I think the worst part is not that. The worst part is that you saw that and then chose to buy it. What are you doing? Oh, I didn't... Well, I didn't buy it. Somebody gave it to me. Okay. So I got this thing and then I didn't really ever... I think I used it once and then mm. I didn't really use it. And then you're like, I need a mug. Do like, you want me to... I, I've got a bunch of stuff to bring. I'm bringing a lot of the group gear for the backpack trip here. Do you want me to pack that? Like, do I need to bring that back to you? No, you can do whatever you want with that. Okay. You want to donate that? Donate I that. will put that next to our... Um, the metal shopped Sasquatch sculpture that mm. Logan gave us. So... It sounds good. Yeah. All right. So there's, that was one to be. I just thought that was really funny. Uh, other one... Do you remember the episode from season one called Hiking for Buried Treasure and then in parentheses, not geocaching? Right. Do you remember that episode? I do. What was that Vaguely. about? Do you remember what that was about? Well, it's not hunting for buried treasure. Geocaching. It was, it was, no, ge- you, was episode, you think we did an episode on geocaching is what you're saying? No, I don't. No, <laughs> I don't. It's been a while. How long ago was that? That was a while That's, ago. Yeah, it was season one. And, and honestly, you know, like that episode's not available on our main, the main two apps that people you know find our podcast on so i don't think a lot of people that have our recent listeners have come across it in fact only one person reached out to me about this but it was about this guy from uh new mexico who buried a treasure somewhere in the mountains and, and had a poem so that you know people could go searching for it and find it you remember that yes yes okay his name is forrest fenn so that was yeah. two years ago and within the last I think it's like the last week or two the treasure has been found my friend really yeah what what's going on what happened so yeah they I, the guy's like from back east and didn't give he didn't give a lot of specifics he just said like confirmed the treasure's been found uh forrest fenn confirmed it but like he never he doesn't he hasn't revealed like where it was buried it sounds like it was in somewhere in new mexico some people were searching like up in montana wyoming colorado but it was oh wow it was in it was kind of in his home state there so I don't know if the guy listens to this podcast and we kind of gave him a few clues to help him find the treasure, but if so, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You what? <laughs> did he say what the treasure was or what? What's going on? Yeah, dude, you do not remember this at all, do you? We, I don't. No, it was a while ago. It was like a million dollars worth of like antiquities, gold, and you know, a variety dude, of things. Dude, he's he's stoked. That's cool. Yeah, 
A lot of selling on him. eBay to redeem all that stuff, though, right? Worth it. Definitely worth it. it. Definitely worth it. So congratulations to whoever that mystery man is that found the treasure. And yeah, so that episode is now no longer valid, I guess. But it's on our Patreon. So if you want to check it out, there you go. Do it. That's all I had for my tidbits. Do you want to talk about why you see fairies while backpacking? I, we, okay, so we bring, I, I last year I brought, every year we brought a fairy on the trip. Uh, not every year, not even close. Well, for a while. I'll just say. <laughs> and last year specifically, I bought like, I think it was 10 fairies and I gave one or two to each of the guys on the trip. I said, look, I did not participate. You should have, but you didn't. So I said, hey, look, this is something that Rocky despises uh, at different points during the trip. I think you guys should either put it in his backpack, hang it from something, hide it in his sleeping bag. Like you just let him keep finding fairies the entire trip to drive him insane and I think it worked pretty well. I think that he got pretty annoyed, annoyed but um, right. it's it's just kind of like a running gag for Rocky that we just have these fairies like every year on the trip and stuff. So it's fun. It's good. Rocky is a very masculine guy, so he has an aversion to anything related pink. to any sort of gender confusion, which is pink or girly things. And mm. he does not have daughters, and he's got two sons, and so he is just. He's just all man, and so, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so he he gives a strong reaction. And when people give strong reactions, then they tend to get picked on a little bit. And so Derek was picking on Rocky with these fairies. And how many, yeah, so how many did you bring? A ten. We brought ten. ten that I know okay. of. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So, so that's that's why, that's where that story came from. So so it's Derek. Sort of, it's, it's not really a, kind of a prank, I guess, pranking our good friend Rocky, right? We're going to harass. You got to harass your buddies. You know, harass. you got to harass. It's part you of the do. deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I did not want to harass Rocky because I felt really bad because he, I think he was genuinely like not liking that. It was, it was more than just strong reaction. I think he didn't like that and you didn't care. You're like, I'm going to pick him in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, forget Rocky. Right. I don't care. I'm doing right. it anyway. Yeah. I, th- I think if he, if he's bothered, I think he'll tell me. He's he's big. He's you know he's upfront about that stuff. He's like Derek, look, uh, these fairies are seriously like too much, bro. Like I think he would tell me, and then we would just dial it back to like one, maybe like one mm. fairy. You know, once he listens to this episode, you are gonna get a text saying exactly. That. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'll do like that many again. We'll probably just okay. and, and that's the only time I really dove into that whole fairy thing because before, who I don't who brought the original fairies. I don't think it, was, uh, it wasn't me. I think it was me. It was oh, me. it was you. Oh, that's yeah. so interesting. Maybe it was, you'll get it. Was, it was one, and then I realized it was offensive, and so I stopped. Me? No. There was... No, that's not true. I will... Maybe you'll yes, get a text is. as well. Maybe you'll get a text as well. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. On that note, on that... Moving on. Strange note. Uh, that's all I got. I think that's all I got. So you okay. got... All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, thanks again. Welcome to summer. We will see you next month. And remember, guys, if uh, Carl hands you a fairy, give it to Rocky. We'll see you next time. I want to fly. Around the world. So, guys, um, you know, we were talking about uh, we were talking about balance on the trail, and you know, all these things. And then, uh, you know, I just I told Carl one time. I was like, Carl, look. Just, just close your eyes. Uh, you can hold my hand. You can hold my hand and just, just lift up one foot, just like two, three inches off the ground. 
I mean, he maybe got his foot, like, I don't know, two, three centimeters off the ground, like as high as an acorn, right? And just tumbled to the ground. He can't do it. So we're going to really work on that training. Um, You know, if you have friends with bad balance like Carl, number one, pray for him. Number two, uh, buy some acorns. Number three, just train with them. You know, hold their hand. That's what you got to do. Once in a while, it's fun to go with like just full blown redneck on these fish. This is like high tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.